Welcome to Money Mondays, powered by the Joseph Business School, where we provide you with up-to-date money news regarding your personal finances and businesses. I'm your host, Jill Thompson. And for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, welcome. According to ABC News, over 46 states have enacted policies to close non-essential businesses in an effort to slow down the coronavirus. The result? Sales have decreased. Conferences or meetings have canceled or postponed. Problems with supply chain have caused a decrease in availability in supplies. And according to the New York Times, the unemployment rate has reached its highest level since the Great Depression. Today in our podcast, we are fortunate to have Melissa Duff Brown, who is the director of the Illinois Small Business Development Center, International Trade Center, and Procurement Technical Assistance Center at the Joseph Center. She is the current president of the Illinois Entrepreneurship and Small Business Growth Association. Melissa serves as the chair of the Small Business Development Center Network's Assistance for Minority and Underserved Community Strategic Planning Group. And in 2018, Melissa was honored at the America's SBDC National Convention as the 2018 Illinois SBDC State Star because of her outstanding leadership, guidance and engagement and support provided within the Illinois SBDC network. Without further ado, Melissa Duff Brown, welcome to Money Monday. Thank you for having me, Jill. It's a pleasure to be here today. It's a pleasure to have you on our segment. So Melissa, for those of our audience who are not familiar with the term SBDC, can you inform them as to what that acronym means? Absolutely. SBDC stands for the Small Business Development Center. And actually what we are is we're partners with the United States Small Business Administration and the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity for the state of Illinois. And what we do is we provide technical assistance for aspiring entrepreneurs and those already in business. And we provide that assistance in three separate channels. First, there's the Small Business Development Center. And at that channel, we provide every general operating uh, uh, process that a small business would be interested in, 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 in assessing. We provide one-on-one -on -one professional guidance that's at no cost to them. We help them with access to capital. We help them with business planning, growth strategies, purchasing franchises. We help them with their marketing, uh, with e-commerce, with anything that a general business operation needs. Now, sometimes people like to specialize, so we have that second designation of Procurement Technical Assistance Center. And that's for those businesses that are interested in operating it at the level of state, city, or federal government contracting. We help people to source and find out what opportunities are available for them, and we also assist them in how to apply, again, at no cost to them. Another important key support that we provide at the Procurement Center is we also help with social economic certifications. So if someone wants to be a minority-owned business, a woman-owned business, a veteran-owned business, we can show them how to do that. And it's so important in these days because what most people don't realize, there are set-asides amounts of some of these major contracts that have to go to women businesses, that have to go to small businesses, that have to go to a veteran or a minority business owner. 
And then finally, we have the International Trade Center. We're very fortunate at the Joseph Center uh, in Forest Park, Illinois, that we have all three designations. So international trade is for that entrepreneur who is established and has their business model pretty well perfected because we can assist them with uh, growth plans and then finding an opportunity for them outside of the United States where they can export their product or services. And we have to remember over 90% of the customer base is actually outside of the United States. Awesome. So Melissa, speaking of access to capital, can you inform our small businesses that are watching as to what's available to them that have been affected by the coronavirus outbreak? Well, there are quite a few opportunities, and many of the things that I speak about today are in the state of Illinois, and we will speak about, so I'll tell you about some federal opportunities, but for those who live outside of the state of Illinois, I want them to check their state websites as well as their local Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity because every state is, is coming up with new programs to support their small businesses every day. So please do that. So if we look at a federal level, something that is available to everyone, it is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. And what most people have to understand is SBA supports small business with disasters all the time, but many times they only affect one county or one state or one particular area. With the coronavirus pandemic, every county in every state of the United States has been affected and they have been named as part of this disaster. So all across the country, you can participate in this. And this will allow you to get up to a $2 million loan to cover working capital, all those fixed costs that you have, including payroll and other vendor fees that you will not be able to pay uh, right away now because of everything that's going on. Then there's the paycheck protection program, which is really created to get money into the hands of business owners so that they can cover their payroll and other costs over the next eight weeks. With that particular program, they can secure up to $10 million based on uh, different eligibility and filing guidelines. Next, there's also the Illinois Small Business Emergency Grant Fund, and that is for businesses that have less than 50 employees and had less than $3 million in revenue in 2019 and are also located in the state of Illinois, but outside of the Chicagoland area, because for those living in the Chicagoland area is the Chicago Resiliency Fund. There's over $100 million that has been put together for the businesses inside uh, the city of Chicago. And they also have similar guidelines, less than $3 million in revenue, less than 50 employees. And oh, for both those, the Illinois Small Business Emergency uh, Loan Fund and the Chicago Resiliency Fund, you have to yeah. have been in business at least one year. Okay, awesome. And so because there are different types of business structures, how do you know what you qualify for? Well, different loans, products offer different types of eligibility. For example, with the Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Fund, you can be a corporation, you can be an LLC, you can be a private nonprofit. However, 
You cannot be a charitable organization or a religious organization, mm -hmm. but those organizations can qualify for the Paycheck Protection Program. With the Paycheck Protection Program, any business with 500 or less employees and all 501c3s, there's some specifics, uh, just very minor things that would make you ineligible, can participate. Uh, with the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Fund, if you are an independent contractor, if you receive 1099s, you can participate. With the, okay. with the Paycheck Program, you can also have access to those funds. Understood. Understood. And so have there been any changes to the eligibility standards since they were first announced? Yes, this morning we got an update and there's been a huge change. With the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, originally applicants with a personal guarantee could get up to $25,000. Over $25,000 was going to have to require some kind of collateral guarantee. And for those of you, collateral means you need to guarantee, should you default, that they mm -hmm. have something to collect to, to, to repay the funds. And yeah. so if you didn't have business assets, many people are then pledging their personal real estate. State. So what mm. they've changed today, now you can secure up to $200,000 in funding with the EIDL on a personal guarantee. And they also raised the limit from $25,000 to you have to have a loan for at least a half a million dollars before collateral will be required. That's a significant change. Wow. And so are there any entities or corporate structures or even industries that do not qualify at all for any of these grants and or loans? Well, what happens is you're looking at small business according to SBA guidelines. For the Paycheck Protection Program, those guidelines have been relaxed where some affiliates say there is, a, a, let's take Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Some may be corporate owned, but some may be franchises. As an affiliate, they still may be able to qualify if they have less than 500 employees at a single location. One of the things that we're doing is we're doing a weekly webinar where we're giving updates as as things are changing on an hourly basis. So you can check the link below or go to jbs.edu and hit the events tab and you can join our weekly webinar. We're doing them weekly through the month of April and should we need to, we'll continue into the month of May. That's an excellent resource. So Money Monday audience, as she stated, the SBDC of the Joseph Center will be having workshops that you can go and attend that are held on a weekly basis. At these workshops, you can provide, you'll be provided with updates as to what's happening at every moment as we go through this pandemic and how your business can qualify for different loan funding as well as many forgiveness loans that are available as well. Correct, Melissa? Absolutely. One of the excellent things, a lot of these programs, first, they also have deferments built into them. For example, with the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, if you are approved for that loan, you have the ability not to make your first payment until 11 months from the time that it closes. It also uh, gives you the ability to have very low interest rates. If you are a company, your interest rate with that loan will be 3.75%. If you are a private nonprofit, that interest rate would be 2.75%, and you have the ability to pay that back over 30 years. However, the payroll paycheck 
protection program has loan forgiveness built in if you qualify in certain areas. For example, if you keep the same number of employees that you had in 2019 prior to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and you have the same number in 2020, or that number increases, and also you spend 75% of that loan that you receive on payroll costs, you can have 100% forgiveness. Now, however, it's awesome. Should there be a loan payment, you don't have to make your first payment until six months from the time the loan closes. That's good. So what exactly is the loan approval criteria? Well, again, (laughs) there's different criteria. Uh, The Paycheck Protection Program, which has become one of the most popular products because, of course, there's loan forgiveness in there. It is simply you have to have proof of the payroll. They are checking that the payroll that you have claimed, you can prove. And you can prove that with tax returns if you're using a uh, uh, third-party payroll production like ADP or if you have your tax returns or monthly bank statements that shows how much revenue you have. There is no credit check with that. There is no guarantee, no personal guarantee, no collateral required, and no fees that go to the customer. For the economic injury disaster loan, however, there is more of a formalized uh, uh, loan process where credit is taken into consideration and their additional forms, their schedules of liabilities, their personal financial statements for each person that owns more than 20% of the business. So depending on your loan product will determine if uh, what you need to be approved. And then there are some people that already have SBA loans. If you have a current SBA loan, they do have some debt relief for you also, where SBA will make your payments, pay principal and interest payments for the next six months. And if you have an SBA loan, you should have already heard from your lender. And if you have not, please reach out to them because they're supposed to start making those payments for every payment after March 27th. So Melissa, if a business has been in existence for maybe less than a year, do they still qualify for this assistance? Uh, They will for economic injury disaster loan and they will for payroll protection program. They will not for the Illinois Small Business Loan Fund or the Chicago Resiliency Fund. What happens is also the application process and the application timing, I do wanna mention this as well. For example, with the payroll protection program, if you were a business or a nonprofit, uh, you could begin applying for that this past Friday, April 3rd. If you are a person who receives 1099s or you're self-employed, you can begin to apply for the payroll protection program on Friday, April 10th. Now, The economic injury disaster loan, that application process has been open since the end of March and will continue. But you need to make sure to apply for these programs as quickly as possible because the funds, you have to remember that small business is 99% of all businesses in the United States and they employ almost 50% of of the employees in the country. So there are a lot of businesses that are going to be applying and seeking this assistance because small business is the backbone of our country. So don't wait or delay. Get connected to us and 
see our updates. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one appointments. The information for that will also be below. <laughs> we love being able to help and make sure that you stay uh, uh, up to date with the knowledge of everything that's happening and everything that's available to you. You know, Melissa, I'm glad that you brought out something that I think that's very important for our viewers that are tuning in, especially those business owners that are watching. And that's the simple fact of do not wait for due dates and deadlines. Apply now. As she stated, mm -hmm. the line is busy. There are hundreds of businesses just like you that are also seeking assistance as well as funding. I'd hate for you to miss out on this opportunity because mm -hmm. you wanted to wait for the due date or deadline mm -hmm. and then the funds are now all depleted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I've been saying is the deadline is not. Do not delay. And also what I want to share is there are many businesses that are considered essential businesses that are still open. You still can apply because if you have seen your revenues go down at least 25%, you still can apply for these programs. But also I'd like to share that it's really a time for businesses to think about what they need to do so that a pandemic or any other kind of crisis would not just shut you down. How are you planning for business interruption? This is a time for businesses to not only work in the business, but to work on the business. Now you're at home looking, once you apply for these programs, let's think about what innovative ways that we can help you to move forward and to be successful in this time. Great. And so what you're stating is, is there's ample opportunity for growth primarily right now during the, the pandemic. And so would you say which industries right now would you say that you've seen that are thriving? Well, what happens is if we look at what's happening to our hospitals, to our first responders, to restaurants, and to all those essential businesses and industries, you see how much support is needed. Other businesses may have infrastructures can, that can easily be sh shifted to support that. And when you think of what do people do now that they are at home, toy sales have gone up, jigsaw puzzles have gone up. Think about how life has changed for the average American and think about how your business can, can, can provide a solution to make this time go more quickly, more effectively, and how can they learn and actually move forward instead of standing still. That's excellent, Melissa. Can you share with our audience any business examples that you may have that you've assisted through this process? Certainly. There have been a, a, a large variety from hair salons and, and nail salons that, that can't open because of the shelter in place. And then you have the supporting services to them, the people who supply all of the nail products, the the linen companies that clean the towels. We also have had schools, for example, a welding school. They can't change to distance learning because to weld, that's a hands-on activity. And then we've also had people that were in the middle of launching major new products that had their patents in the process and have orders in with manufacturers to launch their products. They can, they can apply for these programs because they have vendor bills, they've secured locations, and they have mortgages or leases. And so we can help each and every one of those businesses. Awesome. Melissa, if there is a business that's watching 
and they would like to have some counseling or some advice done regarding their businesses at this time, what can they do to be in contact with the Small Business Development Center of the Joseph Center? Well, you can do either of two things. Number one, you can give us a call at 708-697-6234, or you can send us an email at sbdc, for Small Business Development Center, at jbs.edu, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Now, our entire team is working remotely, and so we are checking our voicemails on a regular basis and, and connecting with clients. Know that if you do have a request, we will get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you, Melissa, and the Small Business Development Center of the Joseph Center for coming on and providing our Money Mondays guests with this important information. This is good news. I'm sure you have blessed the people today. Thank you so much for having me. And if there are any questions, Jill, just send them to me and I'll get you an answer. Thank you. We appreciate you. So we want to hear from you. If there is a money topic that you'd like for us to cover here on our Money Mondays podcast, send us an email at moneymondays at jbs.edu. Again, that's moneymondays at jbs.edu. For those of you who are tuning in and you would like to hear more information about other upcoming topics, be sure to tune in every first and third Monday of the month where you'll hear a new topic on personal finances as well as wealth creation. For those of you, I am your host, Jill Thompson, and I look forward to seeing you prosper.